What I think is really important about repression is that it reveals information about who's in your group and what the relative status of your group is to other groups. It's the presence of identity politics that leads to different kinds of economic policy outcomes across these regions. The presence of identity competition changes the ways in which you end up seeing economic policy being allocated. When I look at other studies of prejudice reduction, they find a similar pattern, that behaviors are actually easier to move than attitudes, which very much goes against the conventional wisdom in political science. This is Scope Conditions, a new podcast showcasing cutting-edge research in comparative politics. I'm Alan Jacobs, a professor of political science at the University of British Columbia, doing research on political economy and political behavior in advanced democracies. And I'm Yan Yang Zhou. I'm an assistant professor of political science also at UBC. I study issues of national identity, development, and conflict, largely through the lens of migration in the global south. We'll be your co-hosts, and in each episode of Scope Conditions, we'll speak with a political scientist, usually an emerging scholar, to share and discuss new work in the field of comparative politics broadly understood. We'll be hearing about research that tackles big questions about politics around the world. Like the challenges of building a new democracy post-revolution from the rubble of dictatorship. We know from other transitions that authoritarianism conditions what comes next. What I found, though, it's not just about institutions, it's not just about structures, but the identities of political actors also really matter. Like the threats to democratic survival. When push comes to shove and politics gets hard, authoritarian states can fall back on coercion. Democracies, by principle, cannot do that. So when performance failure is sustained, when political trust runs low, when people want to be disengaged from the government, it needs something else. And how prejudice between groups in conflict can be mitigated. One thing I'm working toward is trying to directly test whether contact is improving how we feel just with the handful of people we meet in the intervention, or does it actually change how we move through the world with strangers from that group? or what happens when identity politics and economic policy collide. Because identity became such a big component of political competition in this region, they ended up voting for a party that cut against their economic interests. We'll talk with our guests not just about the substance of their work and the claims they're making about the world, but also about the base of evidence they're using to support those claims. We'll talk about the challenges of studying the phenomena they're investigating, and how they've leveraged research design, whether experimental or observational, qualitative or statistical, to address those challenges. And we'll hear the often untold stories of the research process itself. For instance, those aha moments of intellectual inspiration, when ideas started to take shape. And I remember thinking at the time, what on earth would motivate these people to essentially sacrifice something so valuable for the sake of their country? I realized that actually these moments of civic duty are not things that just happen in extraordinary or special times, but actually happen in sort of everyday democracy. We'll hear about moments when the research puzzle shifted. What I was hoping that I was going to be looking at was democratization. Over time, it became clear what I was looking to explain was actually why so little democratization was happening. And we'll hear about unexpected twists in the road. 
I was really into this drama idea to start out with, literally role-playing, and this is very much in line with the perspective-taking literature, and uh, no one showed up. Uh, so I'm like, okay, we gotta go back to the drawing board here and do some focus groups and figure out what people wanna do, and resoundingly, the answer was soccer. We'll also step beyond the book or article at hand to talk about what the findings can tell us about policy challenges and political struggles around the world today. From the fight against infectious disease. There's a lot of debate right now about whether democracies are better at handling pandemics than autocracies. I think the answer isn't that simple. A lot of the basis of strong compliance and civic duty that we're seeing in South Korean democracy today was actually forged in the moral and behavioral legacies of nation-building efforts that happened under a very precarious authoritarian period. To the rise of populism. I think what's sort of interesting about this phenomenon of economic protectionism and economic populism is that it has occurred side by side with a stark rise in identity politics in many developing countries as well as now in the Western world. And we'll consider what lessons policymakers should and shouldn't draw from a study's findings. Even if we do everything we can for intergroup contact and we set up these perfect environments for these interactions to happen, it's not enough if we don't address the structural roots of intergroup conflict. We think the conversations on scope conditions will be of interest to a wide audience, from researchers, educators, and students to policy practitioners. You can find Scope Conditions on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Please consider subscribing and follow us on Twitter at Scope Conditions Podcast. You can also find more information on each episode and our contact info on our website, scopeconditionspodcast.com. Thank you, and we're looking forward to talking more soon.